0: Hey, TV. I am so excited for you to meet my warrior sis, Allison. Allison, welcome to Becoming Me. Welcome, everyone. I'm so excited. Emily, thank you
1: so much for having me. It's such an honor to be here.
0: Girl, the honor is mine. And y'all, I have to connect a dot for you. So how Allison and I met was amazing. Such a God thing. We initially were connected as both we work in communications marketing field, and we were just going to pick each other's brain. I literally reached out to Allison to learn from her we ended our Zoom that day like praying for each other on a very similar season of life that we're in. And a couple weeks later, I got this ring in the mail from Allison. And it was such a strong reminder that we literally only need to have faith as small as a mustard seed, y'all. That is a mustard seed in this ring. And so every time I see this ring, I pray for Allison. I pray for what we prayed about that day. And like She's just become a warrior sister who sings back to my heart. And I love you so much. So- I love
1: you. Oh my gosh. The moon and then sun.
0: <laughs> right back at you. Now, nothing about me like gushing over Allison. I can't wait for you guys to meet her and let's just kick it off with like Allison. who is Allison?
1: That is a phenomenal question. I am um, constantly asking that in my prayers every day, but from what I do know, um, simply put, I definitely lead with the fact that I am a Christ believer, lover, follower, worshiper. Um, And that in and of itself is a journey to fully live and lean into um, that towards God in my life. So, but I can stand firm in saying those things about me. Um, I'm also a podcast host of my podcast page for my book. It's kind of a plan, my last name. I love it. Um, I often, you know, recall and refer to myself as like, a Midwestern or Southern bill because I have deep roots in the Midwest from Michigan and then I have deep roots in the South North Carolina I'm living in both places and family ties and everything so that's kind of fun um I can drink on a Palmer's and iced coffee every day of the week no matter what the weather is It could be freezing and I'm still putting ice in my coffee. So I think that's just important to know and then transparently I am currently being delivered from the spirit of overshopping at Target
0: mm-hmm. which
1: is super churchy but I want to name that so just keep me lifted you know what I'm saying I just it's 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 part of me and I want to do better so that I mean that that wraps up who I am oh,
0: struggle is. is real it's oh, so my real goodness. like I'm a target shopper too
1: oh I'm always like just go down the aisles you need to go down
0: you can't though at Target, you just—it's an experience. It's a full-blown it experience.
1: Oh my gosh!
0: Yeah, I love it. So well, hey, you know, I know that each and every one of us—we all have a story. We're all becoming who God made us to be, and I would love for you to take some time and unpack your journey. Like, what has made you who you are today?
1: Absolutely! Wow. You know, I often share with people that, you know, I grew up in the church um, ever since I was younger. And I think a lot of times people assume that when you grow up in church, you know, you lived a life that includes zero struggle and you just kind of had it made because you knew what your faith was when you were super younger. And honestly, that cannot be further from the truth. There is still parts of your journey, even growing up in church, that you have to make your own. You have to like step away from mom and dad's faith and be like, this is something that I believe in. I've seen and known God for myself. And, um, and I can honestly say that through my life, you know, like he has shown up and shown out. Um, and to really just kind of hit on like the level and the journey of, you know, where God took me throughout my life. You know, it starts out, I will always say, with just a really strong foundation and a village that supported me when I was super young. I remember, um, just to name a couple of things, like growing up in children's church, I had a dynamic youth-like Sunday school teacher. I'm talking about like the five to seven age. And she would, she was super passionate. And she was like, you know, we're, we're going to color for 15 minutes, but then we're going to get in our word. And she would always tell us to like learn Bible verses, but then not just recite them really cute. Like you had to say them with power and authority. And you know, when you're super young, I mean, it's just fun. You're just like, demanding it and your little you know high-pitched voice um and saying all these scriptures but when i look back i'm like wow what a gift because it what was really planted in me is that this these are promises of god this is the living word and you can say it with authority and i love that and i'm so grateful for that moment and then um and then kind of i went on to high school had wonderful youth pastors um you know definitely want to give honor to where that's due because they were the ones that taught me and this sounds really simple Emily but it's super profound that like being a believer is fun right Mm -hmm. like there's this like myth sometimes when it's like it's not cool or you're expected to like quote scripture all the time and carry a bible with you in your pocket every day and when you're young you're just like I don't know I'm trying to figure my life out I don't know if like I want to be that person Mm-hmm. But to just have leadership, just to show you like, hey, like living for God is a great thing to do. It is it is the cool thing. And not even say it superficially, but like in a way that taught me that this isn't a life of like, oh, I'm just making so many sacrifices to to believe God. Like, no, it's fun. We have fun. We sing music, we dance, we're, we're young. And I mean, talk about just being released from like a narrative that sometimes can be put on Christians, especially when you're in the age of figuring who you are out. So grateful for that. And then just honestly, just God sending just great friends in my life from then on to just really keep me sharp. You know, like the Bible talks about iron sharpening iron. And I t- I'm telling you, he literally just like hand dropped, you yourself included in my life, people who are just always keeping me sharp. And I'm so grateful for that. Um, and that essentially taught me to just have super faith. I mean, I was in a space where like, I really felt like I could move mountains. Like I fully expect to see a gap wherever that mountain was. And I mean, it's a great place and I'm and I'm grateful for that um, upbringing and understanding, like that's how we work the word of God. But then there was a season in my life around 2012, where like, I felt like this whole picture just fell apart. Wow. And it was almost as if everything that I knew to be true mm-hmm. for me and how this faith thing works, it just kind of like poofed up. And that was when, Um, I lost my dad and then three months later lost my sister. And that was like 50% of the family portrait, right? And I was super, super distraught. Um, My dad died unexpectedly and my sister was diagnosed with cancer at a relatively young age at like 38. And when I tell you everything that I thought I knew about what faith looked like, what prayer looked like, I put into action. I mean, like, I don't think there was something to that point in my life that I have prayed harder for to see a turnaround, to see a difference. Um, and, and, and also was just a unique experience because my sister was super faith filled. Like there'll be moments when I would feel like I wanted to cry. And she would be like, you know, and I'm literally quoting one of her, you know, tweets, cause Twitter was hot in 2012, but she put on there and she was just like, I may have, um, a reason to be sad and complain but I don't have a right because I have someone who has died on the cross for my salvation and I know my eternity and I would be like so am I allowed to cry (laughs) because her faith was that strong and it honestly I can say looking back her faith was really what helped me through after she did transition because I think in the moment I was just in this space of thinking like if I say it and I pray about it, it's just going to happen. And, and what I found in that season, um, I, I really hold true to uh, the scripture and, I, and I'm going to recite it from the message, but really when he talks about in, in Psalms 34, when it, when it talks about God being close to the brokenhearted, and I always think about it in the message version, which, you know, paraphrase says, if, if your heart is broken, mm-hmm. you'll find that God is right there. And if you feel like you've been kicked in the gut, he will help you catch your breath. Mm. And I say it, I say it out of that version because that's what it feels like. Like, what do you want me to do now, God? Like, how, how do you expect me to pray? Cause I prayed like I thought I was supposed to pray. I felt like I had all the faith that, that I was supposed to have and it still didn't go my way. And there were in that season, God, first of all, I can't stress enough how like that verse became real, like so tangibly real, that he was truly with me in every step um, and gave me new perspective on this. And this is not me telling people how to grieve, but it me recognizing this moment that, you know, I felt so loved by everyone in my circle. And I knew that, yes, it was those people loving me, but it was really God loving me through them and how they showed up and how they were so present. Um, it, 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 you know, showed me how church is truly not where you go. It's the community of believers that come together to be the arms and the hands and the feet of God. At that time, I was living in North Carolina. I had just joined a church for like three months and all this happened. And when I tell you people from this church came to my house, and I'm like, what do you need? Do you need us to cook? Do you need us to clean? They came to the home going services. I mean, like, It wasn't like, well, she hasn't been here long enough or does she serve yet? It was truly like them just jumping in. And then on top of that, like just little things, if I can be super transparent, like there, there was a moment the day after my sister passed and I was kind of like waking up and when you, you know, a day, the day after something like that, you're kind of even like, is this, am I in a dream? Like, I don't know what's going on. And I remember just you know, conversing with God, mm-hmm. super raw. Like, I was like, I'm really mad at you. Like, I'm not saying I don't believe in you, but I'm just mad. Like, what is this? Mm-hmm. And it was so interesting because I have the Bible app on my phone. I can't tell you that I, I go to it like every single day, but I remember thinking about that in bed and then I get an alert and it's like the little Bible app icon. Mm-hmm. And then I like turn the phone over. Cause I was like, not right now. I'm like, literally trying to get my life together. So like t- I take a nap because that's all you can only sleep and like figure this out. This is honestly the next day. And um and then I woke up again. I checked my phone. The notification is still there. So I open it and it was like, um, you should read the the Bible study. Don't be mad at God. Emily, those that's one of many things that happened in that season where I was like, I can't make this up this is the Lord being super present Mm -hmm. that when I felt like I got kicked down, he was like, I'm with you. And, and that I learned, at least for me, like to have new perspective, new perspective on what is healing. It's being without, you know, cancer that happened. You know what I'm saying? That she's a daughter of, of God as well, that she has intimate prayers with the father and that he hears us all. um, And that that how he orchestrates everything is beyond my understanding and beyond my control. And that's super high level because it was a really hard season. it It just really was hard. And um, and I think, too, it was it had me just rethink everything. Mm-hmm. It had me understand that, like, God is not a genie. You don't just tell him your wishes, and boom, it happens. It's having a relationship and understanding him that one, while you are individually the apple of his eye, he has all these children and he's there for the same level of detail and intimacy with all of us. Mm-hmm. And that a no that he gives you is really tied to the yes that's forthcoming that he has for you. And he and he is incapable of not give of, of giving us not good things. Mm-hmm. He can't give things to us not done, not well, not not right. Mm-hmm. And so just to know that, you know, understand him in a more intimate way. Like that's not how faith is. That's not how prayer works. You know, it's not like a, I pray for it. And the faith is, it's going to be done my way on my time. And then if you don't meet my timeline and you don't give me what I want, exactly how I want it, then it's a God problem. Cause that's not a God problem. It's a, it's a me problem. And I'm learning all this while holding grief right in this space of grief, but I'm grateful for the season In hindsight, because one of the things I remember hearing like from the Holy Spirit in a really, really broken moment was that you have proclaimed faith in me and you've never seen me, but you believe that I exist. You believe that you will be in eternity with me. So how much more would you believe that your story isn't over with your father or your sister when you've actually seen them Mm -hmm. and, and known them? And this is the season where you get to put on display truly what your faith is. And it was a charge, but it was so, it was at the same time life-giving because I was like, hey, this isn't it. This isn't, this, this isn't how the story ends um, as far as what I felt I lost. Yes, there are some things I lost on this side of heaven. Yes, you need to grieve those things. Yes, that doesn't feel great. Yes, there are times, and I'll name it, that I felt abandoned and alone and forgotten. Mm. Um, And those are still emotions that, because I'm human, I can feel even today. But it was a line in the sand where I was like, if I'm calling you my Heavenly Father, that I need to know your character, how that looks, and then how we interact together. And it's not a, I get to throw a temper tantrum, call it faith, and then you give me what I want. That's not how this works. But that he's a father that sees a picture that I really just have that much perspective on, from the whole, from all of the things that he's working on in my life, from all of the things that he's going to do, and how it's all orchestrating and working for the good. I have like that perspective. I'm seeing like this much of it, um, and so while it was so incredibly hard, um, so much so that I remember Emily like you know how you take spiritual gift tests and like, they'll tell you like, oh, you're really great in hospitality and serving. And so like pre all of these losses, I would always get like faith and trust and, and you know some other things. And so I remember uh, after uh, the passing of my dad and my sister, I remember maybe like two years later taking a spiritual gift test through like a church cause I was getting ready to serve on a team or something. And like, faith was like number 12. And I was like, what? And I felt so depleted. But you know what, it was a wake up call because I, I didn't, I wasn't understanding that that part had been impacted. Like that was a a pillar in my life that had impacted like what was going on and how I was viewing prayer and having faith in God. And I had to actually work on rebuilding and re-understanding. And, Unlearning some things that I had been taught that I had created in my own narrative of how this thing worked with God to understanding, like, it's a full trust journey like, a full trust journey. You know, like, you either sometimes will see the end of the story, but not the steps, and sometimes you'll just see the steps, but not the, end of the story. But you have to trust in that whole journey that he's ordering your steps and that it's truly for your good. And that, you know, it it takes trust and it takes relationship. Mm -hmm. Even when you think of like friends or parents or whoever, it, it truly does trust in anything takes that level of getting to know the person, getting to know who they are, and then them showing up multiple times. And you can't do that without a relationship with God. And so like after that, you know, it has been again since 2012 leading into 2013 till now of really just working on relearning God for myself. And I'm so grateful for the seeds I had when I was younger because I can pull and reach back and like use that and still speak with faith. But there's a difference now. I'm not reciting it as just something that I learned to recite. I'm I'm saying it from a place of complete truth and I know it for myself and I've seen him you know act upon those promises. And that has a totally different tone than, you know, pure memorization. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm grateful for that. And so now I've truly learned to like specifically even in the season I'm I'm in to I always say like release the clock. I think sometimes we pray And then we like start the timer. We're like, in Jesus name, amen.
0: That's so true. And then
1: we're like, two hours will go by. And you're like, no, 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 I got it. I'm good. No, he's going to do it. And then a day goes by and you're like, I see you, God. It's coming. And then a week goes by and you're like, no, you know, I'm just like, I'm just trying to hear what he's trying to say. And then a month goes by and you're like, am I not praying right? Should I be, do I need to pray harder? Like maybe I'll get up at five o'clock tomorrow to really pray on it. Maybe I need to get like four of the people to like, pray and then give me their opinion to make sure that I'm like you're you're starting to swirl and really it's not even about what that watch is I always like feel like God is like that's so cute that you think that I live within this man-made timing Hmm. like I live in a seasonal space not a chronos chronological space but like true Cairo space like I have seasons and things that are planned out and I'm on time I'm never I'm never late so you can watch the clock, but I'm I'm going to be there when I need to. And the and the moment that I begin to like release the clock of like, you don't press anything when it's done, you say it. And faith is something that operates in the current, in the present. So that means what you have faith for, you believe as if it is so. And I had to adapt that. Like if you're believing God for that job, you when you say amen, you're like, That job is mine. If if it isn't His will, that job is mine, and I can have that confidence because it's knowing who God is, Mm. and that He is someone who will literally, if if I you know delight myself in Him, will give the desires of my heart. Right. So like, operative phrase being, if I delight myself in Him, that's just I want to be super, but He will give me those desires when, when when not, not when it's time on time, just period, on time. So I had to just really just know that for myself and then not and not do it begrudgingly, not being like, fine, I'm okay with it. But like truly being joyously content mm. in the season he has me in. Um, and it's just a beautiful thing being like, you know, he's got it, he's totally got it. I can actually think about the color of lipstick I wanna to wear today. Because that's how much confidence I have that he has it. I don't have to idolize it. I don't have to, you know, stress over it mm-hmm. in the same way that, you know, when we were younger and our parents said they were going to pick us up from school or the, if we are, you know, I'm in Chicago. So, you know, if you, same way, you know that that train is coming, you're not like literally standing at the bus. I'm like, oh my God, I don't know. You just know. So you talk on your phone and you say hello to the next person and you go on Amazon or target.com and try to buy something because at the end of the day, you know that it's coming. Yeah. Um, and it's so interesting, Emily, cause that's such a simple concept that we put in practice every day. Like we're, we're so sure of so many things happening oh, yeah. and then we comp- we make faith complex, but it, it's truly like, it's he's like, I got this. Mm-hmm. I've, I've already I already had it. Like it's it's been written. So now we can truly just delight ourselves, you know? So that's truly like where I am right now and still constantly growing and excited about where, you know, he's taking me.
0: Girl, you've been dropping the mic like all over the place. Oh my gosh, my mind has been blown just that watching your journey and hearing your faith journey. And I love even how you talked through rediscovering who God is and then how you are now in this true seated place of trusting him so deeply. And I love that clock analogy because it's so true. So true. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Like so much wisdom that you just dropped. Um, You know, I got to ask if you were having either an Arnold Palmer or an iced coffee, with someone else on their own becoming journey, like what would you say to encourage them?
1: Oh, wow. You know, I would say, oh, that's, that's so good. Um, I would say, you know, we, when you develop a true relationship with God, like any other relationship, there are things that will automatically happen. There's trust, there's consistency. That's what makes good friendships and relationships. Um, and there's just a knowing of the heart and intention from that person, mm-hmm. and the same is true for our heavenly Father, you know, and I would say, be encouraged because mm-hmm. honestly, he is consistent, and as you develop that relationship, you will have that trust, and you will know that his intention for you is well, like so good and um, and then I would say, um for as far as like a practice that I do is like, I always try to have like um, a spiritual strategy for us because, um, you know, the Bible talks about in Habakkuk 2, like writing the vision down and making it plain. And I think, I mean, one of, some of us have heard it like forever, but truly the the wisdom in that is because it's the same, same reason why people do Pinterest boards and why people plan everything because you, you got to see it for it to become real to you. And so like I, if if you come in my house, I do have, I get those like 12 by 12 post-it notes. And as I'm going through something, sometimes I'll just write a verse down Mm
0: -hmm. or what I
1: feel like Holy Spirit is telling me. Sometimes it's a word, Mm
0: -hmm. sometimes
1: it's a verse, sometimes it's a sentence, but I know it's for that season. And then I'll put it on my wall. And the reason why is because I know I have to be repetitive in it because I'm a processor.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So like, I can start here and then in like 0. 0.3 seconds have gone down a rabbit hole of what I think is about to happen. And, oh, my gosh. And is this true? Am I doing this right? Is that what you said? And I have to like stop. And so like even transparently being in this season of like, Lord, you are in control. I, one of the things among many, because I got about like seven post-its up and growing but I change it every season. So one of the things that I have written down is um, in Proverbs three, like the the, the first couple of uh, verses, um, when it's talking about lean not into your own understanding. And I think in the message it's it says like, you know, trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure it out on your own. Mm-hmm. Go to him for direction in everything you do and everywhere you go and he will keep you on track. Um, and then I think like the, the last verse, or part of the verse says, don't assume you know it all. So I definitely wrote that <laughs> <Yeah>. down. <laughs> and so, but I wrote it down, not, as just something like, Oh, let cute on the wall. I'm that person. I, I, I literally do that because one, and it's in my bedroom one, because when I go to sleep, that's when my mind starts to like go places. Like, what about this? What about this? And then I know throughout the day, those thoughts come. So because I literally read it all the time mm-hmm. and it's, it's strategically written, like this is what I'm standing on in this season. When I'm going on things, going through things in the day, and I'm like, did I say that right? And then I'm like, don't try to figure out on your own. Don't think you know it all. Yeah. <laughs> Ask God. And it and so much so, Emily, because it's probably been on my wall for like now, probably like four weeks. But now I in my mind, I'm constantly saying those things in my head the minute something comes up that I feel like is going to take a whole bunny trail down to the left. In the minute I start to think like, okay, when I'm, even when I'm praying and I feel like I'm starting to pray out of a, even though God wants to hear it all, don't get me wrong. But like, I know I'm like kind of going into my like childlike temper tantrum of just like, God, I'm so mad that this is not happening, but I trust you, but I'm really upset. And then I'm always like, or I'm trying to think like, well, why didn't that happen? I'm like, hey, don't try to figure it out on your own. This is not meant for you, Allison, to figure out on your own. It's not meant for you to do that. God, don't let, let him write your story. Let him write your pages. You just got to wake up every day. And now one of my prayers I'm saying every morning is like, Lord, what do you want me to accomplish today? I know you have equipped me. You've put me with the right people at the right place at the right time. Let me accomplish what you have for me today. And I specifically say today so that I know like that's where we're staying, right here. (laughs) Not like 2024, but like what do you have for me? Because I do know that it's going to lead to where God wants to have
0: me. Oh, that is so powerful and so tangible too. Yeah. so I love the fact that you first started with get to know God, but then you gave us something practical. Like each and every one of us can go buy a post-it note, put it on our wall, put it somewhere we can see it every single day and then create that habit. So like you talked about when it starts to like creep back up, you're immediately going straight back with that spiritual plan that you've put in place. Yes. That's amazing. I love it. You know, you mentioned you have a podcast. So if someone yes. wanted to connect with you, they wanted to listen to your podcast, follow along on your journey. How yeah. can somebody connect with you?
1: Totally. Um, they can find me on Instagram at Paige from my book, which is P-A-I-G-E from my book. My last name is Paige. Um, and the podcast is on any listening platform, Apple, uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, anywhere. Um, it's really cool conversational just like what we're having right now Emily um and you know happy to always reach out and and have a chat. I love um, conversing I love people in general um but yeah that's just the quickest way to find me and reach out never hesitate.
0: I love it. And we will have all of these links for you guys as you're watching. So you can easily connect with Allison and listen to her podcast. But girl, like you are my warrior, sis. I love you so much. You are my
1: warrior, sis. I don't even think you understand. (laughs) I really don't think so. I mean, we can take it offline, but I need you to know.
0: I don't think you understand, girl. You like literally sing my heart song back to me. I love you so much.
1: (laughs) I love you. I'm so grateful for what you're doing with becoming um and i and i first of all i just love the word because it's it's so true and it's it's something that just we can continually give grace upon grace to ourselves that we may not get it right but we are becoming who god called us to be and i love that so thank you for just having this platform it's so amazing
0: well girl thank you for cheering me on and thank you for sharing your story today you inspire me and i just love you so much thank you i love you